0: Christ is risen. Indeed, Christ is risen. Indeed, Christ is risen. Indeed, Christ is risen. Indeed, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You can tell by the scriptures that show up about this time during Paschal tide that we're starting to turn a corner with our Lord in His journey, in the experience of His ministry. Because you can hear in the Gospel reading in Matins, but also the Gospel reading today, that He's beginning to prepare the souls of His disciples for His ascension. When He would leave them ever so briefly, but then return to them ever so fully on the day of Pentecost. There's something else that He, through His church, is preparing us for as we're journeying this route with Him that is preparing our own souls that once he ascends and he comes back to get us all and we meet him in the clouds and go before the mercy seat and judgment seat of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we have allowed him to heal and renew and refashion our souls that we may be granted paradise which all of our souls yearn for. The collect prayer for this day's mass. Listen to what we pray. Almighty God, who show us to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession and follow such things as are agreeable to the same. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Summed up, there are two things that we're praying. The first thing that we're praying is we're praying that Christ illuminates our soul, shines the light of His truth and His discernment and His love into the dark areas of our soul within us so that we can see things clearly in our lives that are right now causing us great harm. In fact, coming into agreement with Him by the shining of that light That these things within us, these things that we've taken into our lives and keep taking into our lives, they are damaging us in our experience of Him and our experience, therefore, in this life. All these things that bring us to such a lesser degree of an existence than Christ ever created His human person to experience. The second half of that prayer, we're praying, Lord, help all of those that are in you. Help all of those that are in you to avoid those things that are opposite their profession. That means that are opposite their true God created and recreated identity. Avoid the things that are like oil and water to the soul that do us this damage. And then Lord help us to follow everything that is agreeable to our most natural and our most true creation that you've created in your image and likeness. This is the prayer. This is the focus of this mass. Let me give you an example. An automobile engineer. He designs a car with great precision. And that design comes from his extensive knowledge of so many things. Aerodynamics, physics, electronics, mechanics, and I could go on and on. He knows how to put all those pieces together so that they work to absolute perfection. And the engineer in his design, two of the things that are built into the car is a gas tank and an oil tank. In the operation manual, he clearly states, put gas and the appropriate kind for that car as he designed it into the gas tank, and put the appropriate weight of oil into the oil tank You do this and the car is going to work to perfection as designed by the one with extensive knowledge and wisdom. So the first person comes along and he buys the car that the engineer designed and fashioned for him. And he follows the instructions. He puts gas in the gas tank, the right kind of oil in the oil tank. And he gets in the car, turns it on, puts it in gear, hits it in gas, that engine purrs. And it drives smoothly and off he goes then there comes another person. He gets the same car designed by the same manufacturer. And he takes a look at it. And he discerns for himself, I think I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to put oil in the gas tank. And I'm going to put gas in the oil tank. Because somehow he's got in his mind that he knows more than the one who infinitely designed that car and how that it should work. And so, he's deceiving himself and he'll find out just how foolish his decision was in just a moment. Because what do you think happens when he puts the key in the car, turns it on, hits the gas, puts it in gear? I'll tell you what happens. The gas runs through the system in all the wrong places. The oil does the same thing. There's absolute smoke everywhere and there's great damage done to the internal parts of that design Because of that decision and the car flat out dies and will not operate without great repair. My friends, you're listening to someone who is about the polar opposite of a mechanical guy telling you these things. (laughs) But I know enough about a car to know that what I told you is true and what would happen if you do that is true. And I also know enough to tell you from the spirituality that Christ has revealed that the same thing is true about the human soul. How our soul has been created and what we choose to put into it will determine both our experience with God or the lack thereof and ultimately our experience as a living human person as we pass and traverse through this life. Our epistle reading today comes from our Saint Peter in his first epistle in chapter 2. And we're going to start before the verse we read in the Mass today. Because before that, at the beginning of chapter 2, St. Peter shows us who we truly are, what our true identity is, what is our profession, to go back to what the prayer prays. And St. Peter says this about our true identity coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up together a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Who were once not a people, but now are the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That's who we are. This is your true identity. This is your true profession. This is the divine, excuse me, the design that the divine engineer has both created and recreated by your baptism and being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is who you are. Listen to the church fathers speak further on our identity based on St. Peter's words. St. Andreas, 7th century monastic. He said, we are royal from the fact that Christ is king. We are a priesthood from the fact that he is priest. Furthermore, we are also a holy people. So called by the one who is called holy in himself. St. Leo the Great and the bishop in the 5th century. All who have been born again in Christ are made kings. By the sign of the cross. And consecrated priests by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so our patron Saint Peter reveals to us from the mind of Christ. Who we truly are. This is our true identity. Now we start from our epistle reading today. It's as if having said what Saint Peter said. He goes on to say. Therefore. Because of whom you really are. And who God has remade you and refashioned you to be. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. To abstain from the passions of this world. Which war against the soul. You are a sojourner in this world. You are a pilgrim. And that phrase and that word in Greek. It's a beautiful picture of both where the soul started. Where it is now and where it will return. Because it speaks to this. That every one of our origins was in God himself. In the heart and mind of your heavenly father. And right now very temporarily in the light of reality of the extensiveness and expanse of eternity. Very temporarily you are now passing through a foreign land. Where you do not ultimately belong. Nor are you a citizen at all. And will return one day. Your soul will return to the true homeland. The place where every soul was created to have its eternal destination. Both the condition of being and the joys therein. For those who are in and healed by Christ. And since therefore this is your reality. Saint Peter is saying. Since this is where you belong. Abstain from the passions of this world at war against the soul. In other words. In this ever so brief journey that you and I have. Through this foreign land. There are customs here. There are enticements in this world. There are patterns of this world that are not of God. And there are ways of living that specifically wage war in the experience of the soul of mankind. And that word war it's this. These things so opposite to our true selves. That fight against us constantly. And when we let down the gate. And let them in the castle. And the fortitude of our soul. It results in the unsettling. And the bringing in. Of all havoc and disquietude. To every soul. Wreaking havoc in our internal being. To our soul. In other words. What St. Peter is saying is. Sojourners and pilgrims. While you're here. Don't put oil in the gas tank. Don't put gas in the oil tank. Discern. Discern what you're made for. Discern what your soul was never created to be intermingled with. And Christ shares his mind with us to be able to do that. Rather live from you, from who you truly have been created to be. St. Cyprian puts this better than I could ever share it. So I'm sharing his words. He says, Does it delight us to stand here in this world among the swords of the devil... When we should rather long for and choose to hurry toward Christ. Who who would not choose to be free from sorrow? Who would not speed toward joy? What blindness of mind, what foolishness is it to love the world's afflictions and punishments and tears. And not rather rush to the joy that can never be taken away. We need to have our minds transformed and renewed on something so very important. We have got to mature and grow to maturity, continue to grow to maturity in how we see and define sin. We need to stop seeing sin as a fracturing of a rule and a breaking of a commandment alone. Sin, most certainly, as we say around her all the time, is a falling short of our true creation, the image and likeness of God. Because it is a mingling with and taking things into our soul that our soul was never designed to work with. You see this? And every time, you know this. When we let our guard down and the temptations come and we are wooed into departing the safety and joy of the Lord our God and entering into the chaos of the decision we're about to make. You know that as soon as we step into sin, the peace leaves and the chaos comes every time because of your creation, because you were created for far different and greater and holier things that keep the soul held in the greatest of joys. But when we let ourselves be filled with things, disquietude breaks our joy and the peace of Christ within us. I say his words again, what blindness of mind or what foolishness it is to love the world's afflictions, punishment and tears not to rush to the joy that can never be taken away. So revisiting our prayer. Recontext for what we just talked about. Lord show us the error within us. That we may return to the way of life. Grace us to keep ourselves free. From what hinders us. From our most true identity. And the experience from that identity. And grant us to take into ourselves only those things. That are agreeable to you who have created us and how you've created us to be for Christ is risen Indeed, Christ is risen Indeed, Christ is risen Indeed,